0: Let's do that hockey.
1: Live from my basement, it's top pair time. Welcome again, quarantine edition number seven of the Top Pair Podcast. I am your host. I am Eric Weinstein. Live from the basement tonight. We moved it around so I don't have to bother everybody else in the house by telling them to be quiet when I record. So took me almost three months to figure that out. With me, as always, in a tank top, a little seasonal over here. We have Nick Maxwell. What's up, bud?
0: Hey, buddy. How you doing? I just finished a two-mile run, so I'm a little uh, a little steamy here before we uh, sat down, sit down and start recording.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing I could see you're hydrating with a glass pink Whitney. Um, that's definitely going to help your uh, fitness. But anyway, um, we're changing it up. Last week we did the list of – again, it's going to be a lot of lists. We did the list of our best and worst jerseys. This week, and it's going to be for the next few weeks moving forward, we're going to be doing our all-time lineups. We're doing three forwards, two defensemen, and one goaltender, as well as some honorable mentions and a keep-an-eye-on player, I guess we'll call it, the guy who we think can be on this list You know, once their career is all said and done with that team. So we're going in alphabetical order. Very nice, very organized. So tonight we're doing the first five teams are going to be the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Flames of Calgary. Nick, how'd you like, uh, you know, more lists, but how'd you like changing it up?
0: Yeah, buddy. Uh, so I'll lead it off here. Um,
1: Hand, so it off the Hand it off to Baton. Hand it off to Baton. It was me last week, and now we're going back to Nick. It's only fair. Yes,
0: yes. Sorry. With my, I'll lead it off here, starting with the Ducks. Um, first line center from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. I'll go with Adam Banks. Uh, just kidding. Just
1: kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I'll have my top forward line. I try my best to keep these dudes positionally wise, but there's some teams where you know, you're know you either stacked on the wing or you're really bad at center. So for me, for the Ducks, though, it just kind of worked out for me. My top three forwards, I have Ryan Getzlaff with Tameu Solani and Paul Correa. And then on defense, I have arguably one of the best defensemen, offensive defensemen in league history was Scott Niedemeyer. And then one of the best shutdown defensemen ever is Roussan Saleh. And then, of course, I had J.S. Jaguar, hashtag get jiggy with it. And then my honorable <laughs> mention, obviously, is Corey Perry, who I thought was going to be on this list, but then I kept looking and started researching. I thought, eh. Our trophy hard. winner, Corey Perry. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he had some really great years in Anaheim. That's why I initially was like, "Man, he'll probably be on this team." And then, yeah, I, we forget how good the Ducks had some of these Duck teams. That, but um, you know, I think a guy who could potentially be on this team would be their goal. Or current goaltender would be Johnny Gibson.
1: What a handsome man he is, too. Um, all right, so we had the exact same forwards. I feel like Team Timo Salani, Ryan Getzlaf, and Paul Kariya. Those, I mean, those are the Ducks' top. Offensive players, I would just say in general. You know, throughout, I mean, they haven't been around that long, but I mean, those are some great, three great names. You know, Paul Correa has the famous off the floor on the board goal when Scott Stevens absolutely laid him out. He was, you know, it's, I mean, I shouldn't really be making light of it. He was like knocked out on the ice. and Yeah, he
0: didn't, he doesn't even remember scoring that goal. If you've ever seen that TSN special, he doesn't remember scoring that goal. The rest of Game 6 or Game 7.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it really messed him up. But, I mean, shout out Gary Thorne, who it's a shame he's not really doing hockey anymore. That is like my favorite call ever off the floor on the board when he scored. He the laser past Marty Roder. Um, my defense, I had Francois Beauchemin and Ruslan Soleil, Um, And I had J.S. Jaguer in net. And then we had the same honorable mentions. It was Corey Perry and Johnny Gibson as my could-be there.
0: How did you leave Niedermeyer off this list? You want me to be That's honest?
1: You. Because I forgot he was on the Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> you were thinking of his brother, Rob.
1: I was. Like, I forgot that he One was there. One
0: Saber's legend, Rob Niedermeyer.
1: I completely forgot that Scott Niedermeyer was on the Ducks. So shout-out to me for my research. Um, But I feel like, I mean, again, I I never going back to all our teams, we never want to agree. So we had one difference. Um, And I think once it's all finished up, you know, Johnny Gibson obviously isn't going anywhere, I don't think, in Anaheim. I think it's possible if, you know, the past couple of years in Anaheim have been been rough, to say the least. Um, So I think if, you know, Anaheim gets back to where they were, you know, the few seasons before that, always near, you know, Western Conference contention, then I think you can see Johnny Gibson go – um replace JS Jiguer. So anything else you want to add on the Ducks?
0: No, other than please for the love of God bring back the the actual Ducks jerseys. Just pay Disney whatever they want. You're gonna make up for it in jersey sales anyway. Like just bring the jerseys back.
1: I agree. I agree. And um I feel like the names also just speak for themselves. Like Timus Solani, I mean we really don't have to say much about how great that guy was. You say his name and you're like greatness. So I know it was with the Jets, but 76 goals in your rookie year. That is <laughs> banana. All right, so moving on. We are going to the desert, the Arizona Coyotes. I will start. Um, obviously, haven't been around that long. Um, so. But the one name you think of when you think of Arizona Coyotes, and no, it's not Paul Bissonnette, it is Shane Doan, the captain. I had Antoine Vermette, who was through some really crap teams with the Coyotes when they made those two runs. You know, Vermette and Doan were a big part of that. And then somebody who we said before went off. You know, recording. We forgot he was on the, on the Coyotes. Keith Kachuk. my deep defenseman, uh, one the Swedish God, Oliver Ekman-Larsson, current captain, and Teppo Newmanen, goaltender with a goal in his pocket, Mike Smith. My honorable mention was, I just said redeem Verbata, because I didn't put Ronick there. Um, I also had I had two other choices. I had Derek Morris, and just because it was funny, Louis Domingue, because that week he was good, and my who's probably going to be there, could be there, I put their new money man, I guess the young face of their team, Clayton Keller.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good list for this franchise. I mean, I don't I don't want to take shots at Arizona, but let's be honest, like, other than the Panthers, like, if there's going to be a franchise that's going to get relocated, <clears throat> it's going to be that. But Shane Doan probably won't ever make it into the Hall of Fame. But, like, if there's a guy who I just, like, want them to kind of put in there, just kind of, like, you know, just, like, keep him in the back so you don't actually have to show him to people. Like, I want it to be Shane Doan. <laughs>
1: because
0: he's the only guy who's ever actually embraced playing in Arizona. You know what I mean?
1: The can So... El Capitano yeah. out
0: there. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, he had his trouble with being in the Canadian markets, but I didn't like the way he left Arizona. I didn't like the way that whole ordeal broke down, but he's definitely the greatest Coyote of all time. So I put him with Keith Chuck and Jeremy Roenick, who people forget had two stints there in the desert. That'd be me. One one went a lot better than the other. <laughs> uh, if you remember like his last stint in Arizona, he like ended up getting in a fight with Gretzky when he was the coach.
1: Yeah, that's good. The, the, the one guy not to fight with, Ronick, was ready to throw fists, but you know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, R- Ronick's history shows that if yeah. something's going to get him in trouble, it's going to be a stupid
1: mouth. Yeah, I mean, well, J- <laughs> J- JR had, uh, I mean, no, no, the spit, no free ads. The Spit and Chicklets interview, it's it's not pretty.
0: I mean, it's it's
1: really not, but go ahead.
0: Uh, that's why he's no longer employed by NBC. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had the same thing. I had Tempo Newman in, who was just like the steady of steadiest defenseman. When he was in Buffalo, people raved about his ability to play under pressure, stay calm in all situations. He was so smart, good passer. He was a great mentor. And I'll recommend Larson, who's just been, like, if he could play in the Canadian market, people would be talking about this guy as, like, one of the best defensemen in the league. But, unfortunately, he's stuck in the desert. And I put Mike Smith in the back end, which my honorable mention was Sean Burke, who was their goaltender for a long time out in the desert. I was, like, it was kind of a toss-up for me. But because I feel like Mike Smith actually carried that team to the Western Conference Finals yep. that one year, I was like, all right, I was get good not to him. And then same with you. I put Clayton Keller as my honorable mention. I think he will be on this list one day so long as he stays in Arizona. It's just going to be a matter of, can they please get that guy some help? Yeah,
1: please, like pretty please. No love for Louis Domingue. I mean, it's really a shame. Um, all right, now we go to a team. I'm going to throw it back to you. But we go to a team that with a ton of... Of history, A ton of legends, Hall of Famers, you name it, they had it. Nick, let's hear your your top players for the Boston Bruins.
0: Yeah, I think every single one of these guys is going to have their number retired if it's not already retired. Um, so I'll start, I have Patrice Bergeron as my centerman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I put Phil Esposito, whose number was retired, on his other side. And then Cam Neely on his other side. Yep. Which, can you imagine if these three dudes actually got to play together on a line? Like, that's what I kept doing in my head.
1: Like, he just just mouthed out the F curse. Because I had to (laughs) apologize to my mom because we cursed a lot in the last episode. But go ahead.
0: Yeah. Like, that would just be absolutely insane. And then immediately, like, probably the first name that I wrote down on this list, I was like, it's got to be Chara. Right. And then I started thinking again. I was like, Man, Chara is so good, but he's still not going to be able to make the cut because nope. they have some dude's name. I don't know if you ever heard of Bobby Orr. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Who? Like,
1: Rob- Robbie Orr.
0: Bobby. Bobby Orr. B O B B Y. I, I think he
1: think. went. I know he used his full name, Robert Orr.
0: Robert Orr. I think he wore the number five. I think. No number five. Fourteen. <laughs> But obviously, you know, the greatest defensive of all time, hands down. You can make the argument he's even the greatest player of all time. And then I put Ray Bork, who was just I wish I got to watch that guy play more because his highlight videos are absolutely unreal. And you're talking about this group of five right here is probably the best group of five that we went through today. And maybe arguably other than a team maybe like Montreal or maybe like Colorado that we'll go through that best of the teams that we've pulled together. Yep. And then and goal, I was like, that was my one thing. I was like, they didn't really have anybody before Tuca. You know, they had like, they went through a stretch of like 12 goalies in like 10 years or something like that. And then they had Andy move before that. So, and then I, so I went all the way back.
1: Oh, we all might all have all the same. Back. We might have the same. Let's <laughs> all
0: end. the way back. A guy, well, I don't know if this was his legal name or not, but his nickname was, his name was Tiny Thompson. Oh, we don't have the same one. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but Tiny Thompson holds like all the Bruins records for like any type of goaltending. so I mean full transparency here never watched a guy play for a second never even heard of the guy before I started researching this team but if you hold a lot of records for that franchise an original six franchise you're probably pretty good yeah, so I put safe. Tiny Tiny Thompson on there um, obviously Char would probably be my honorable mention and then I put uh, David Pasternak as the guy who I think is going to be able to get on this list I thought about putting some
1: of their good young defensemen
0: on there, but then I was like, "Who the hell is
1: actually going to be better than Bobby Bork?" So, or Raymond Bork. Like it's like, so we have the exact same forwards and defense because I feel like you can make an argument for Chara and like maybe Brad Marchand, but like not really. So I didn't even like think to put them on there. So it was Esposito, Bergeron, and Cam Neely. Bobby Orr, Raymond Bork. And in goal, I went back to the year of 1965. He was the Boston Bruins goalie from the 65-66 season to 71-72, and then again from 75-76 to 79-80. His 12-year career with the Bruins, 226 wins, 103 losses. Um, It's a man by the name of Jerry Chevers. Hockey Hall of Famer was my goaltender for the Boston Bruins all-time team. Um, I had three honorable mentions because, you know, Boston Bruins. I had Johnny Busick, Zidane Chara, and Tuca Rask were my honorable mentions. Rask being, you know, if he gets, if he wins a Stanley Cup, which it's very possible playing with the Bruins, I think you could slide him right into their all-time goalie. And I had Charlie McAvoy as my player to watch Just moving forward. I mean— Do I think he's going to be better than Bobby or Raymond Bork? No. But he's a heck of a young talent, a Long Island product. Shout out Long Beach. So I had Charlie McAvoy, and he's already like an absolute stud. He's already played in a million big games. He plays with Chara, the perfect guy to learn from. Um, I think we could see a possible future Bruins captain in the works, so I put McAvoy as my player to watch.
0: Yeah, the Bruins are definitely one of those teams where it's like – seems like every guy that they draft, they're able to develop and build him into some sort of NHL player and have him be at least, at the very least, they're serviceable. Like, I don't remember the last time they had a draft bust, you know? Like, they considered Sagan a bust because he didn't quote-unquote fit fit their culture. Yeah. And then the guy goes and scores like 40 goals the next year when he's with Dallas. Clearly, it was just like a system thing. What?
1: He was too handsome for the rest of the team, so they had to get rid of him. They said, you're making the rest of us look ugly to dallas with you
0: <laughs> we're gonna send you down to the south with all the you know big women and big food
1: god all right so <laughs> moving moving on from the bruins we have nick's boys the men of western new york the buffalo sabers but isn't it funny i go first on this one so i mean do you want to take it you can go first these are your boys.
0: No, no, no. No, let's stick to the system. You go first.
1: Stick to the system. All right. So I wanted to just put the French connection, but that's like too easy. So I only put one of them because I just wanted to, you know. And I put, and then like in my honorable mentions, I wrote the rest of the French connection. Um, so I had Gilbert Perrault, who's arguably the best player in franchise history. I had Alex Mogilny, Mogginly, Mogilny. Mogilny and mogilney mogilney thank you (laughs) that was right the first time and it's even spelled that way eric figure it out um all right so perot mcgillney and pat lafontaine are my forwards my defenseman i went uh 1980 olympic gold medalist mike ramsey and great defenseman bad coach phil housley And in that, this was, I mean, it shouldn't have been tough, but I thought it was a tough one. But I had Dominic Hashik in between the pipes. The Dominator. And then my honorable mentions were the French Connection. I had Alexei Zitnik and Ryan Miller as my honorable mentions. And I had, of course, Captain Jack, Jack Eichel as my player to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't really hate with you on that one, so I put... uh, I have a slightly different forward group, so I put two-thirds of the French connection on there. I put Gilbert Perrault, Rick Martin, Rico Martin, God rest his soul, R.I.P., and then uh, just like you, I put... I didn't think you were going to put this guy, but good on you. I put Alex Mogollini on the wing. Yeah, shout out to me. the, The dude is probably... like, It's amazing that this guy was so good. He's probably the most underrated saber of all time. I mean... I'm glad he worked out because of the hell that they had to go through to get this guy over here and because of the freaking Russian rules over the back then. Like, there's, I anyone there's there's. I'm pretty sure this is on YouTube, but people should go through and look through, like, this defective story because it's absolutely insane. Like, sneaking this guy in and out of hotels all the time and, like, <laughs> just sneaking him on planes and, like, having him false passports and stuff. It was basically a kidnapping.
1: For the most part, yeah. Putting it lightly, <laughs> kidnap the man. But go on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, just like the stats for him speak for himself. He was actually a slam dunk. On the back end, I put, just like you had, I put Mike Ramsey, who was just physical, brutal to play against, in your face. Like, Buffalo fans loved this guy because this is when they played in the old crappy odd. The odd baby. One. Like, you would run into the boards and it would make, like, a way louder sound than necessary. <laughs> but, like, when Mike Ramsey hit somebody, like it just sounded like a car crash.
1: The place could fall apart at any second. Like yeah. at well, any time, they
0: didn't even know. They almost didn't even have to blow it down. They could have. They could have just waited, probably another ten years. Like, like a windstorm would have mm-hmm. just knocked it down. Yeah. yeah, And then I put Phil Howley, like you said, bad, bad head coach, bad head coach. But uh, listen, not phenomenal. everybody can
1: be a good one. Not everybody's <laughs> a good head coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, must be a great coordinator because he really did a number with those Nashville defensemen. And then. I don't know what you mean by this being a harder pick because Dominik Hasek. I will find anybody that says this. Dominic Kashik was the greatest goaltender of all time. But
1: I like Ryan. You can look there. at his. He's good, and he was the team. I, he was Team USA's goalie.
0: Come on. I he he was good, but not as good as the greatest goalie of all time. I, it's Down just there. like
1: a sentimental thing with me. It's like when I draft fantasy teams. I'm like, this guy's better, but I like this guy.
0: <laughs> like I
1: just actually liked. I took Sammy Watkins like three years in a row because of that. All right, go ahead. Yeah.
0: But I mean, the dude would throw like whatever body part he physically could to stop the puck. Like he was an undersized goaltender, but it didn't matter.
1: He was amazing. I'm pretty
0: sure. I'm pretty sure like forwards feared him because like he would just attack them if they came in on him. Like not just like a poke check, like well, like dive at their feet.
1: That's an just, underrated. Like, that's an out. underrated like intangible for a goalie. They're, like, a <laughs> psycho, and I think he was the psycho of psychos. And he can, hes yeah. probably on other, you know, he might even be on another team's list moving forward. But yeah, uh, I and mean, even like
0: even like the players' cage that he had too, like that just made him look even weirder. So it's just like, I'm pretty sure skating in this guy, people were just like, "What the hell do I even?" He's what, just what's like, he about the
1: he's just like a weird guy. Like, but he was just an unbelievable goaltender. Like, I used to play <laughs> as the Czech team, like on NHL, like 2001, because yeah. he was the goal. I didn't know who the hell it was like him and Jager. and like that's all I knew and and he led it. that
0: Czech team to a gold medal too. Um, so just speaking, monster. like this dude just always took on the best opponents and always like came out on top. Did so. So for me, my uh, honorable mention, I put Ryan Miller in there. There you go. I put Brian Campbell as an honorable mention for my defenseman because he was so good. And he played so much ahead of his time. And then I wanted to put Danny Briere, but he just didn't play long enough here for me. No, to, like, I, I thought him about him game. too. He didn't. He didn't play long enough. Yeah, so I went with Pablo Fontaine, who would be my fourth probably saver, but and then obviously Jack Eichel's the only guy that, on that team right now where you're like, yeah, this guy could definitely crack into this lineup.
1: Yeah, especially I mean, it, you had higher hopes for some of the other guys on the team, but I think it's he's the a the safest bet and b it's honestly it could be almost a sure thing if he keeps scoring like he has been. I mean, this kid is only 23, 24. I mean, he's got a ways to go here. So the Buffalo Sabres, Nick, you feel good about it?
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would take this lineup against anybody because I have the X factor, which is Dom McCashing. Yep, exactly.
1: Hot goalie, baby. Hashtag hot goalie. Um, Fun fact, whenever we watch the playoffs and like if a team has a hot goalie, example, like. A flurry with the Knights, was with the Rangers when they made the final.
0: Morazic uh-huh. with the Hurricanes last year.
1: Not cool. Uh, it wasn't even. <laughs> it was McElhaney, that bum. All right. Um, so, sorry, McElhaney. Um, my dad will say to my mom, "Friend, what do you know about a hot goalie? And she goes, yeah, hot goalie. And he's like, see, told you. Like, doesn't mean anything, but I laugh every time. Um, okay, so moving on. Calgary Flames. Um, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What a lovely place. Okay, so this is you. Let's hear your, let's hear your starting lineup for the best Flames ever.
0: Yeah. So full transparency again, like we said, we're always honest here. I like know nothing about the Flames' history Neither other than like Jerome McGinley because I loved NHL two thousand three.
1: I like October. Lanny McDonald's mustache, and that's like where yeah. it ends.
0: Yeah. And if you listen to our last episode, or the last podcast about like the jerseys, the jersey episode. I picked Flames jerseys in 2003 because I loved them so much with Blasty, Blasty on the front. Blasty the horse, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously my first dude that I put down was Jerome Gemma. And then I remembered the guy with the best mustache in the history of the National Hockey League. Maybe not even the best Flame, but his mustache puts him over the top, Lanny McDonald.
1: He's always the one they show holding the Stanley Cup. So that's <laughs> got to mean something. So I he's there for me too, but I'll get to
0: that. People, people, historians of the game have always said that Lanny McDonald is arguably the greatest captain. Of like his leadership was so, you know, back in the day when the Battle of Alberta was super intense, and you had Gretzky and Messier on one side, and then you had the Flames on the other side. Lanny McDonald was that guy who was saying, "Who was saying I'm not afraid of you? You know what? Um, like we're gonna come, we're gonna compete, we're gonna compete in this team, we're gonna come out with a victory." And then I also put a guy who's probably underrated, maybe not a lot of people outside of Calgary or on the East Coast have heard of this dude, but Theo Fleury to me.
1: Ooh, Theo Fleury.
0: Look up his highlight reel. I mean, the guy was legit, had legit offensive skill for the NHL. Um, he's also his celebrations were kind of crazy too. Amazing. Like,
1: they're they're so great. great. You could just watch his <laughs> celebrations. Like don't even go watch the highlights. Like he was just <laughs> awesome.
0: So for those three, that's that's my starting line. And then on defense, I put uh, Al McInnes, the same Al McInnes who had the hardest shot at the NHL All-Star game this year with the old wooden stick. Yep. It gives it, again, another defenseman, probably ahead of his time, but his offensive ability was so good for that time period. And then Gary Suter. 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 Come on, bro. Suter. And then who was just a lockdown defenseman again. And then in goal, I was like. My first thought was Kippersoft, but then I was like, there has to be somebody like in the history of the Flames who was better than Kippersov. And then like I couldn't find anybody. So to <laughs> me, yeah, it's like Nika Kippersoff, like who was who was a really good goalie for a long time. You know, he helped with the Flames make the Stanley Cup finals in the early two thousands. Um, you know, for some honorable mention guys, you know, uh Anderchuk was up there, excuse me, Newendike was up there. Um, Joey Mullen was up there. And then for my guy to watch, the only guy that I really had, or two guys that I really had were Johnny Utrell and then Mark Giordano, who I don't think Giordano is going to be able to play long enough to be on this list. But you know what? I think if he's somehow able to extend his career a little bit, maybe be able to like keep his skating where it is for a little while, I think he could crack this deep there.
1: Okay. So this is really the first one where we had a lot of differences here. Not a lot, but some key differences. So, um, we had two of the three forwards. We had Lanny. Well, I had Lanny, and I had Jerome McGinley. Obviously, Jerome McGinley's like Mr. Calgary Flame, and it was so weird seeing him like traded to Pittsburgh. I was like, Yeah, I did not like I that was like, at all. This isn't
0: right at all. Like, what get- well, do you remember that? Do you remember that story when like every like Boston thought they traded for him and they got yeah. him? I don't know if they tweeted it out, but they had like the press release ready. They said, and then like afterwards, they were just like, Oh, he's going to Pittsburgh. And then Shirelli was online. He's like, we were told we won the player. Like, we were told.
1: <laughs> well, he's, I mean, all due respect, Shirelli's not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer. I mean, he traded two picks for Griffin Reinhardt, and who did they turn out to be? Matt Barzell and Anthony Beauvillier. Sick job, dude. Um, well, let's not
0: remember the one for one. Let's just.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Adam no. Larson for Taylor Hall. Well, that's worse. Yeah. We... <laughs> this Adam Larson, God bless him. He's, you know. He's not Taylor Hall. We'll put it that way. All he's right. not an MVP. No, he sure isn't. Um, and I don't think I'll be winning one anytime soon. So, okay. So, Landy McDonald and his glorious stash. Um, I had Joe Newendike and Jerome Ginla. I had Al McGinnis. And I had Mark Giordano. Because I looked it up. He's, by the time he retires, he's going to have so many, like, in terms of, like, games played. Like, you know, he's going to have so many records with the Flames. He's a captain. He's the captain now. I bet they'll retire his number. It seems like a guy they'd retire their number for. So I put Giordano on there. and Norris Trophy
0: winner
1: too. Yep, Norris Trophy winner last year, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's won. all blending together. I he care.
1: won it last year. He did. Um, and then I thought about I was going to have to put Kiprasov in goal too, but I didn't. Here's why. I went with the The goalie from 1982, 83 to 93, 94, and then again from 2000 to 2002, Mike Vernon, Stanley Cup champion. Oh my God, I
0: forgot about Mike Vernon. Mike Vernon, 37 wins in
1: 1988, 89 to lead the league. Year before, he had 39 and didn't lead the league. So shout out to him. Um, he, you know, All Star never won the Vesna. Um, he runner up in 88, 89, uh, won the cup with them. So I went a two time cup winner once with the flames and I think once with Detroit probably. Yeah. Um, so Mike Vernon was my goalie. And then my honorable mentions, I had Gary Roberts, double Dion Dion Fanouf. And I are ha- you kidding me, Fun, you, Ph- <laughs> you put that in there just to piss me off. Ex- didn't you? That's exactly why. <laughs> 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 and I had up, Kipper- F- as the honorable mention, and I had Johnny Gaudreau as my my player to watch. Even though I feel like any time I look up, <laughs> I'm laughing now, but for enough. Any time I hear anything about the Flames, it's like I want to trade Johnny Gaudreau. Why? Like why? Why is that what you're gonna do? Of all the guys to get rid of, that guy, your hard Trophy finalist. So, um,
0: yeah, I, I don't understand Canadian fan bases a lot of times. I mean, I understand. Like, it's 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 a proven with data that you know Gaudreau does struggle with in the postseason. Like that's just a fact. But I don't really think trading him is your answer. Like I don't know what's fair value that you expect to get from Johnny Gaudreau.
1: Listen, he's a Jersey kid, Johnny Ham and Cheese. New jersey's in the short drive away from Uniondale, Long Island. I'm just gonna put it that way. If they wanna, you know.
0: Yeah, you and what cap space? I'm just, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> just making a point is all. Um, yeah, there would have to be some serious cap gymnastics if they were gonna do that. Um, shout out to our friends at Cap Friendly who could finally probably figure it out. Um, all right, so I guess we'll go back into recap. So I'll go through mine. You go through yours. Um, this one we had, I think it was the exact same. No, it was not the exact same. I had no
0: because you thought Scott Niedermeyer wasn't a person or something.
1: I just forgot he was a duck. Um, so <laughs> I had Timu Solani, who I just I could say his name all day. Timo Solani. Salani, uh, Ryan Getzlaf, Paul Kariya should be Niedermeyer. I had Francois Beauchemin and Ruslan Soleil with J.S. Giguere in net. Uh, honorable mention: Corey Perry and Johnny Gibson. Johnny Gibson was also a player to watch. Uh, for the Coyotes, Coyotes, I had Keith Kachuk, Antoine Vermette, Shane Doan, El Capitan. I had the Swedish God, Oliver Ekman-Larsen, and Teppo Neumann with Mike Smith and Goal. And Redeemed Vrabada and Louis Domingue were my honorable mentions. Um, as you can see, I didn't take some of the honorable mentions too seriously. Um, Boston Bruins, the big guns of Esposito Bergeron and Cam Neely with Oren Ray Bork. Jerry Cheevers and Nett, honorable mentions. Johnny Busick, Zdeno Chara and Tuka Rask with McAvoy as my player to watch. Clayton Keller was my player to watch in Arizona. Um, For the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres, the very same, I had Gilbert Perot, Alexander Mogilny, and Pat LaFontaine with Mike Ramsey and Phil Housley, bad coach, great player, and the dominator, Dominic Hasek in goal. With my honorable mentions, the rest of the French Connection, Alexei Zitnik and Ryan Miller. Jack Eichel, your player to watch. And the Calgary Flames, sponsored by the A1 Sports Network, is their their best team. It was Lanny McDonald, Joe Neuendijk, Jerome McGinley, Mark Giordano, Mark Giordano, learn to speak, Eric, Al McGinnis, and Mike Vernon, with Mika Kiprasov, Gary Roberts, and Dion Phunoff, as your honorable mentions, with Johnny Gaudreau as the player to watch. I'm, so,
0: I'm going to be mad at you. until next episode, that you put Dion, enough in this Double conversation. Dion! Okay. I hope he's on your Leafs team, then, because apparently he's just legendary. He's not on my Leafs team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for me, for the Ducks, I put Solani, Getslav, Korea, Unemeyer, Soleil, and <clears throat> Um, For my honorable mentions, I put Corey Perry. And then for my starter watch, I put John Gibson. For the Coyotes, I put Dome, Kachuk, Ronick in Ekman Larson, and Mike Smith. With my honorable mentions being Sean Burke. And my starter watches Clayton Keller. With the Bruins, I put Esposito, Bergeron, Neely, Ray Bork, and Bobby Orr. And then Tani Thompson and Tiny Thompson and goal. Tiny Thompson, maybe. I mean, what, is, what is a sick nickname.
1: <laughs> I mean, it rolls right out to tell alliteration, I think.
0: Maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, with my honorable mentions being Zidane Ochara. And then my player to watch is David Pasternak. For the Heartbreak Kids, aka Buffalo Sabres, <laughs> the <laughs> Heartbreak play. Kids. Joe Paro, Rico out to Martin. Martin, and Alex McGillney, and then Bill Housley, Mike Ramsey on my back end with Dominic Haschek on goal. My honorable mentions were Brian Campbell, Dallas Fontaine, and Ryan Miller.
1: Wait, before you um, move yeah, forward, I... before you move forward, what was Dominic Haschek's nickname?
0: The Dominator. The Dominator. Yes. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know why you, you get a weird suspicion. Because what a nickname. Oh, and it's
1: his name. Like it's so good. <laughs> That's one of the best nicknames ever.
0: With Jack Eichel as my starter watch, and then with Calgary Flames I put Jerome McGinla, Lenny McBaume, Theo Fleury. Al McGinnis and Gary Suter in my back end, kept himself off in the cage, and then Johnny Goudreau as my starter watch with Newman Dyke being my honorable mention.
1: So I think I'm gonna turn this into for my honorable mentions. Who can I pick to piss off Nick the most? And Dion Phaneuf was this week's guy Nick hates. He's going to be the one to piss him off. I
0: mean, you're going to have to pick somebody good for it to beat Dion Phaneuf.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I went guns blazing early by picking Dion Phaneuf. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is something that, you know, it's cool to look back. Like, I didn't even, like, I hadn't even thought of, like, Jerry Cheever's when I went back and I was like, oh, this guy was really freaking good like for a bunch of good Bruins teams like the easy like you can always go like oh the easy choice is Chara or Rask or you know Corey Perry or whatever it's cool to look back and you find these guys and you're like oh wow these guys are actually incredible so next week the next five we have we're going down again down it's going alphabetical order we have the Carolina Hurricanes, Chicago Blackhawks, Colorado Avalanche those two will be very fun The Columbus Blue Jackets and the Dallas Stars are going to be the next five. Um, Keep a lookout for that. Um, And where you can find us while you're keeping a lookout for that, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Radio Public. You can find us on Breaker. You can find us on the homepage of the A1 Sports Network Network. Uh, on Facebook you can find them on the A1 Sports Network website Facebook Twitter Instagram at A1 Sports Net keep following those guys there's still some pods that are coming out we're not taking anything off with you know the quarantine we're keeping a post on everything that's going on with the possible reopenings which was like the best thing I ever heard in my entire life when I was reading that earlier Um, some podcasts for you to listen to we have Moffat on the mic listen to them you know, those are some guys that, you know, it's fun. I Chris goes live all the time, Clems Corner, you know, listen up. There's the GP the GP podcast. I always say GPP two P's in a row and then it's podcast. The GP Podcast, the phenomenal forum. Listen up. Join us. We're having some fun. You know, we're keeping everything light, trying to keep you guys entertained. So Nick, before we wrap this puppy up and put a bow on it, what do you got for me?
0: Uh, the only thing that I had to share is we have some possible news with the NHL possibly opening up and looking into a 2014 playoff format. You can all hear the collective sigh over teams saying 2014 is making a playoff. But hey, too much hockey is better than no hockey if
1: right, it means at this put, point. If it means guys putting skates on and playing, have everybody in the playoffs. I don't care. It's... I mean, it also, I feel like it'll be chaos by having to figure out how we're seeding who. But, hey, it's not our job. We just get to talk about how everybody gets seeded. Yeah. um, So, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that. I just cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just
0: going to say, so obviously we'll keep you guys updated. Any possible playoff matchups that come forward, Eric and I will literally stop everything that we've scheduled so far. Push it back. Because current hockey gets us pumped. Nothing better than playoff hockey. I've never experienced playoff hockey without people in the building. So that'll be weird, but
1: we'll get through this together. Exactly. And you know, I'm sure they'll they'll figure something out. They'll holograms, they'll pipe in noise or something. I don't know. But you know, it's gonna be interesting. And it's what we do here is we're gonna break down the interesting stuff, you know. Tweet at us if you wanna know, you know, anything you wanna know about at Eric Weinstein2C's two ends two at top pair underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Nick, I was thinking about plugging your stuff, but that wouldn't be right. Why don't you
0: go ahead and plug your stuff? <laughs> yep, you can always find me on Twitter at nmaxwell01, or you can find me on Instagram at jmaxwell. And we always say, guys, if there's stuff that you want us to talk about, uh, things around the league, things within the game, always tweet at us, You know, never be afraid, give us a shout-out. We'll always go through everything that you guys want us to go through for the people here
1: sure will as Nick takes a swig of that delicious, delicious pink me I'm Eric, he's Nick, and we, as always, are your top pair. Stay safe.